Hey everyone, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. This is Tyler hanging out with you on a Monday morning. Uh, over the weekend, we did a live stream on Facebook for our end of the year wrap up show and I forgot to push record right off the bat. So we're gonna jump right into the conversation from the point where I remembered to hit record. Enjoy the show. Celebration, because we're gonna be gone until next year. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to do a show where we, you can see us and listen to it later and be a part of it. Create the show by commenting and uh, letting us know what you want to talk about. Or we can show you art now and different things, which is new to us. Yeah. I don't know if we how often we want to do a show like this every couple, six months maybe or maybe once a year. It um, takes a lot of uh, extra setup, I think, and like time. and like um, I think people would like it eventually. Right. I'm speaking from, you know, a... Um, pessimistic standpoint of like, all, I don't want to watch I mean, the show all the time. I mean, you're kind of already an internet celeb. No. Uh, from, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, far from it. Okay, for those that don't know it, uh, John here is also the face of the Rainbow Comics show that's on uh, Wednesdays. Where we record yes. our podcast, yeah. Smash and Grab Comics. So it's a nice meeting of the minds and yep. meeting of uh, bringing you to us and seeing a little bit more of how we record. Yeah. This is it. We're not in like This is this is literally what it is every Saturday night. Yeah. Uh is you and I sitting at this table, this gaming table and just chatting about comic books. So That's it, man. Yeah. That's what we do. That is Yeah. That's how we make the big books. <laughs> uh what do you want? So says you. What let's, do you want to talk about first? Well, let's introduce um the show show for yeah. the recording cuz yeah. you'll probably edit this part out. Uh no, what I was going to do is do do um narration oh, at the okay. front and say hey here's what i forgot to do <laughs> that's what i was Turn just thinking on, that's what i was start. just thinking in my head uh and i'll introduce the show during that narration and then we go, we'll go right into the show beautiful We're i all- love it that's a great <laughs> idea um but where do you want to start man there was a lot of books this week and some of them we disagreed on yeah god goddess mode um i think is one of them sure uh so let's start there because i think it's the most um polarizing right now because goddess mode you were into it i love this book yeah goddess mode check it so out. uh tell us about goddess mode off the top of your head um because when i talk about it i'm going to talk about it, i think in a less favorable fashion so okay g- let's give our viewers something good to think about and then i'll tear it apart sounds great well okay. let me preface the um showing of goddess mode by giving you some words of encouragement already for the book right on the front cover uh from karen gillen a writer of wicked and wicked and divine yeah a great indie book yeah uh, they said one of the freshest artists in comics and one of the most exciting new voices from out of the comic uh, from out of comics create a, a miracle here yeah but like that that's uh, this is Kieran, right here. Kieran Gillen gets paid to say that. Shut up. That's not nice. <laughs> he, he All right. Kieran Gillen likes it. Great. Uh but I think that's really high praise from a person who does indie books and for them to read an indie book and be like, "Yeah, this yeah. is a miracle of a book." Um but the overall idea for this book here, uh, Goddess Mode, is the world is now the internet. So what you're watching us on now is what you live every day basically. Yeah. Uh, it's a little it's a livable matrix that everybody knows is the matrix. Your your reality is programmed for you. And it, yeah, it's pre-made for you by the company. Yep. The internet yep. runs the world and for they they gather data. Humans are now just complete data files. Right. And they advertise 100% everything your life is geared towards you from a social aspect of people watching you and what you like. Yes. So they just give you that 100% of the time. For sure. Which is cool. I like that concept. Uh, 
but the main character here, her dad has created this. It's yep. his company and idea. So it's a little bit of Tron because uh, the, the Tron legacy, his son is going into his dad's creation. Okay. That's uh, true. The, you know, the grid. Yep. So it starts off with her and a lot of exposition, which I know you hated. There's like two full pages of exposition that are like yes. nuts so crazy, lots and lots and lots of words. Yes. And it that's where like, I, that was right here first. is what I'm talking Right off the bat, I was disappointed in it's just this girl giving the entire backstory up until this point, um, giving and, it and to her um, dad in his cryostation um, station that he's yeah, in. Yeah, he's in this coma, and yes. he's, but he's also in a coma from this new type of like. I don't know. Disease is what they call yeah. it, but it's named after like it's yeah. you know like a Hodgkin's lymphoma, or, you know like a, a Parkinson's. You know, it's, it's it's this new named disease that's spreading throughout this grid type world, and people are just falling into brainless comas. There, yeah, yeah, that's all awesome. But I'm talking about the delivery of it from the writer herself. There could have been a more creative, better way to tell all of that instead of this girl just standing there, huge word balloons on the panels. Um, it, they're not. It was, it was exhausting for two pages. Uh, it, I got, I got to where you were. Yeah. Like within with opening this first page and reading about halfway to here, I was yeah. like, man, there's a lot happening right now that yeah. I have to take in. But once I told myself that I should be buying this in yeah. terms of the idea and selling myself on it while yeah. reading, I really fell in love with this world they created. It's really cool. I thought it was awesome. That's cool. I, I thought it was I'm, amazing. I'm glad you liked it. I I like the art. Um. um the only thing I was not a fan of, actually, I'm, I'm the story itself too isn't very original. It was how know, dare we're, you? We're talking about the Matrix. We're talking about Terminator. We're talking about all how, the, how can you not find this cool as hell? Like, look at this. Look great. at this center panel here. I'm not even this talking. Is, about the art's fine. We're talking about the story is uh, not not my cup of tea. Yeah, I think this is really cool. Um, we didn't even get into the main uh, like nitty-gritty of this story. Okay, yeah. But the nitty-gritty of this story is we already told you about this world that they've created. You're living in the internet. Yeah. But something dark is going on inside the interworkings of this mainframe. And there's like a, there's a glitch in the system. And the glitch in this system is almost like supernaturally demonic in some sort of way. Yeah. Because it seems like it's just hacking. You know what I mean? If, but you, there's, if you can imagine um, the idea of when we get... Our computer gets a virus or a bug. If you could imagine it being a um, organic entity, that's kind of what's going on here. Yeah, but there's something sentient about this. Uh, right. That's what. Yes. That's yeah, exactly this, what I'm trying this to say. AI. You know, because there's yes. an AI system that's corrupting things and is the overall boogeyman of this story. Yeah. And this girl, she's trying. She doesn't really even know about it. She's just trying to figure out a cure for her father, who's yes. in this coma, and she discovers this world within the world yep. that she didn't know existed where these kind of gods or goddesses live. Yep. And that's what I find really cool and fascinating about this. It's like Tron meets Blade Runner meets Sailor Moon meets like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. like it means like Power Rangers. There's these powered beings with like suits. We'll get to that. I'll show you. Because she gets sucked into the system after she finds this crazy like code she's never seen right and she has this weird connection with it and she meets these 
I don't know, glam doll goddess people who live inside the mainframe. Yeah, I'm I'm just letting you do uh, <laughs> the the discussion of this because you, you're not agreeing with any of any of this, are you? I no, you're describing it great, and I and I think. Am I that, selling you on it? No, but <sighs> you're describing it very accurately. <laughs> but uh, but everything you're saying is something is making me go uh, uh, cringing. Wow, a little bit. I really liked this. I thought it was awesome. I really did. This was um, this was really cool. It's called Goddess Mode. Uh, I think it's gonna be a love it or leave it kind of book. Uh-huh. I really do. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, really powerful and really like, ex- uh, I don't know, explosive in terms of the world building. Disney. I, I fell I fell in love with it like right away. Like because like we've read, and I'm sorry I keep interrupting you and going on, but those opening two pages are usually the problem we have with a lot of books. What if the what if the book didn't have those two pages of exposition? And just left you to piece everything together. I think you would still hate it because mm. you'd be totally lost. No, that I'm not saying leave it out. I'm just I would just say that it needed to stretch be stretch it over a few it, more issues. It needed. To, I think the story we got today would have been a good issue three. Um, ah. You know what I mean? Um, kind of let us get used to this world because we're not just talking about a world where the internet is everything because that's the world we live in today. But yeah, um, but, but we're talking about where the internet is. Um, actually reality now and then and then it takes it another step deeper where it's going past the matrix and almost to see what makes the matrix and so that's where these goddesses come in and i'm going it's just trying to shove together these two completely different genre ideas not for me damn i love this book i thought it was awesome if you're looking for a controversial pick this week, um, if you can find it, I think it's kind of sold out a lot of places now. But Goddess Mode, I thought it was really, really cool, guys. Really, really awesome. Check mine, it out. Mine will probably be going up on the internet soon. For <laughs> You know what? Just give me your copy. I'll, I'll buy it from you. Um, or just give it to me as a Christmas present. But uh, I, this is this is Vertigo. Yes. Like, this is Vertigo. Push the boundaries. Make this something that people may not like. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like. I don't, and I don't say that as a quality thing. I just think this idea may, I don't know. Never mind. I no, just give up, man. No, 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 no. I, I'm trying so hard. I like, I'm really into DC Vertigo's relaunch, and I am glad I bought this, and I don't, I'm not mad I bought it or anything like that. Uh, sure you are. I'm just saying I won't, I won't continue on with it. That's too bad. So, I think you're going to miss out. I think you are. But I'll fill you in every time I read one. You should. Let's, <laughs> we should rehash it because who knows? Maybe it'll be one of those things like Crowded where yeah. I was like I had to be pulled back on board again. Um, so those that uh, may not have read our Facebook post, we do have the – actually, I d- actually didn't post it. So this I was going to say, I was like, um, I was about said to, anything I was about, about to. Now, um, this isn't a guarantee, I don't think. I it think is. It is? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just said absolutely. Okay, um, making sure. I don't want to promise people something we can't get. Yeah. So, um, uh, God, now you—it's <laughs> one of those Tyler. I have derailed Ty- the Tyler's Tyler. brain. Jumps off rail. Yes. Uh, the writer of Crowded, the comic book we both rant and rave about all the time. Yeah. Will be on our first show of the new year, um, January fifth. Uh, we will be speaking with him. Unfortunately, his name escapes me. I'm not even going to try and reach back for that because That's okay. it, he's not a writer that I've read prior to Crowded. I got gotcha. you. Anyway, but he's super excited to be on the show. Um, I, Like I said, just shot him off an email on the off chance that he would say yes. And there will be a great follow-up to our interview from last week because last week 
we had the guys from Metaphorical Her yes. on. That was and, really, really great. And we brought up the fact that the artwork sort of resembled artwork from Crowded. Yeah, and they, so they brought it up that, that they loved it. You know, like yeah, that, they were I, they were pumped that that I said that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool that um, these guys are fans of of other stuff, and they go out and search for these books. They go out and get these books. Yeah, and uh, they read them just like we do. And yeah, it's really cool to know that they love comics and they love those type of comics, and they're making as one themselves. They love the the web comics as much as we love print comics. Yeah, and it was cool for us because we just stepped into a whole new world of visual storytelling. Well, we've never done web comics. Yeah, like I've never even thought about looking at web comics i mean as a source of um i wouldn't say good media i don't yeah. know like i i hate to bring that connotation of like i thought web comics were bad or stupid or something you know what i mean like maybe i had this precognition or pre yeah. predetermination and then i met these guys you know we talked to them and i looked yeah. at their stuff and i was like wow i shouldn't it's i shouldn't i shouldn't have my eyes closed it's a this. legitimate platform yeah um uh i'll keep reading theirs i don't know if i'll continue searching out new sure um stuff using that platform to read other things yeah maybe once in a while if, if somebody turns me on to it but i'm busy enough with everything <laughs> i read every week you know yes uh so tyler uh, tyler johnson man about town ain't got time for nobody i don't got time baby <laughs> what do you want to talk about next uh i want to talk about uh batman, batman. who laughs Yep. Yeah. I didn't bring my copy because because uh, this is I, I think it's, it's a, a good I time. just read it. It's in my head. Yeah. This is a good time in the show. We started with a crazy indie book that we were divided on, mm -hmm. um, but let's talk about more of a mainstream book. We don't usually cover mainstream books, but um, this is Batman Who Laughs. Uh, Scott Snyder, triumphant yeah. return of him doing Batman. Yeah. Uh, and Jock and Baron do the art. Um, it's good. I liked it. What did I you like, think? I like Scott Bar Scott Bar Scott Snyder back. Uh, yeah. Um, Scott Snyder, uh, of course, from New 52 time or... New 52 Batman, yeah. Yeah. Because he did like Court of Owls in that yeah. first run, uh, the whole run, really. But yeah. that first Court of Owls run, the first two volumes, three volumes, was really, really good. So um, one of the things that I really was confused about was why did they have to make the name so close to the previous Batman Who Laughs title... The man, man who laughs. The Batman, the man who laughs. Yeah. Now called? this is yeah. Now this is the Batman who laughs. Okay. So, is this a follow up to that? No. But it's it, it's the same Batman from a different dimension. It's it's from the, it's the, it's from metal. Yes. Yeah. Dark Knight's metal. Yes. So, you're gonna confuse people. I'm confused myself. Go on. <laughs> the way to go into this book. Yeah. The idea of this book. Yeah. Is Batman is on a mission. He's discovered the body of himself, the dead body of himself, and these smugglers trying to get these cadavers outside of Gotham to do experiments to sell them off. But he's discovered himself so in a, one dead, yep. a dead body of Bruce Wayne. Yep. And this realm or this universe's Batman has figured out that there is a multiverse and a multi-dimension. And so this is not the same Bruce and Batman from Metal. No. This is another universe's... Absolutely. You can't do this book in any other way. That's right. That's why I'm going, I what? Yeah, because you can't, like, this isn't happening in right now because in Batman. Bruce and Batman already, Bruce as Bruce and as Batman, he already knew about this Batman-Joker hybrid. Right. Um, and so now all of a sudden we have Bruce discovering again this... This person. This person. That's where I'm going, wait, 
What? Yeah. You have to pump the brakes on this one and come in with a fresh mind that this is a fresh Gotham. This is a new Batman, or not a new one, but more of a classical sense Batman. You know, works alone. Yeah. Alfred is his is his resource. Yep. This is classic Batman yep. figuring out that there's a multi-dimension where this, this Batman who laughs, evil Batman, is coming to kill the Joker or to kill him or do something. He hasn't figured that out yet, but he's figured out that this multiverse exists. Yeah, I might not have to sell mine now. To... <laughs> <laughs> so we've turned a corner then. I, I'll have to. Well, I'll have to definitely reread okay. it with that. Because in, in with that in mindset. Because look at it. Look at it. I mean, that's classic looking Batman. For you sure. know what I mean? For and sure. then Alfred's in the intercom. You know, the Batman now would never be sitting there talking to Alfred a lot. He talks to Oracle or Nightwing or Batwoman or whoever. Um, um it's, I say it's about fifty-fifty. Um, yeah. Because I, you know, I read month Batman monthly um, up yeah. until a couple months ago. Um, and it was about 50-50, whether it was Oracle or whether it was um, Alfred. Yeah, one of the other, sure, one of the other teams. But yeah, I mean, uh, Batman discovers himself in one of the cargoes of these people trying to get, you know, cadavers out of Gotham. And then he discovers that the body was himself. Yeah. It's Bruce. DNA proves it. But, you know, it's, it's pretty cool how they... Um, talk about how the scars on his body stopped at one point. Yeah. And they make the determination that this Bruce Wayne um, must have decided to quit being Batman. Yeah, stop being Batman and start doing something else. And that's where the I love the detective work in here and like it's Bruce being a detective mm -hmm. and just going through and like, no, this is different. This is not me. It's me, but it's not me. Right. It's a different Bruce. Yeah. And I love that he, they jumped to that conclusion so quick because I mean it, it just makes scientific sense. For like, sure. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And then he realizes there, there's this other evil person yeah. trying to make this happen. Yeah. And then and there's it, even another evil Batman. Yeah, there's another book. Batman. This and, is a doubleheader and evil Batman. This I thought you'd like because you, I loved it. you do not like Batman um, that kills. Because there was another Batman story that you um, ridiculed, not ridiculed, but did not like because... It's not... It's what not what that, was it? it was your, you, were, you said, or maybe it was Brian... I think it, I Maybe think that's our, just kind our of a friend Brian. What uh, I have a I have like this. Um, it's the golden rule of Batman, I guess. You know, Batman like when does people, not kill people. Batman doesn't kill people, right? That or oh, the Tim Burton movie. That was your complaint. Yeah, about the Tim it. Burton one. Because yeah, he blows up that whole he's, factory. He's, yeah, he's pretty murderous. You know. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, it's okay. I, I get it. And but then you have to also embrace multiple dimension Batmans. You have yep. to. Because if you don't, then there isn't room for a Batman who kills and a Batman who doesn't on a on a month-to-month -month basis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you're lucky. This is my off month. Or I throw you off this building right now. You know what I'm I mean? Like, I swore off killing right now. Yeah. It's Lent. Yeah. I gave it up. <laughs> for some reason, I think the Waynes are Catholic. <laughs> I gave up murder for life. You're lucky. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> But this Batman from another, this other dimensional Batman, he's loaded with weapons. Yeah, like he's and like I a thought Punisher you would, Batman. I thought you would be like, whoa, 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 that's wrong. But uh, No, I thought that was great because it, it gives us an excuse to have this Batman because he's from an evil dimension of... he. Like, I think they called him the Grim Bat or something like that. Yeah, the, like that's yeah. His, yeah. But I thought it was cool. Yeah. I'm down for it. Has the Dark Knight's Metal um, saga come to an end yet? Oh, yeah, it's been over for a long time. Is there... Um, collection of it out yet because I, yeah, I was a, collecting it. There's a trade paperback you can get of just all the metal stuff. I was collecting I just, it and then it's I. It's not very good. No. I was collecting it and then because that's where all of 
those viewers and listeners that don't know, that's where all of these interdimensional Batman storylines started. Where they came from. Yeah. Where they came from. Um, from uh, I didn't even show you Evil Batman at the end because the front cover doesn't do him. Like He's kind of like if... Uh, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, he's kind of like if Clive Barker made a Batman. Well, I started reading... Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Um, I started reading it, and then I kind of just realizing it wasn't good storytelling. Yeah, and and what I've said uh, since the beginning of Metal is tr- has b- totally been true. Out of Metal, we've gotten greater things mm-hmm. than Metal itself ever was. Yeah. You know, we've got this Batman Who Laughs character. We have all these interdimensional Batmans. We have a huge excuse for DC to just write original side-dimension stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just, it wasn't even something that they thought was going to be awesome. They were like, we just need a device so that we can acknowledge multiple universes. Really? I I mean, behind closed doors. That's not a statement they've ever released or oh. anything. Okay, but you just think that that might be their yeah, mindset? absolutely. Because well, I was like, really? It. They said that? No, no. They, they spoon-fed it to people as this huge event, yes. for sure. Yes. But it was, out of it, what have we seen? We've seen way better books come out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, the White Knight Batman, yeah. you know, Batman was, White Knight. That was cool. That The reason that it happened, because metal happened, so you can acknowledge that this is a different universe where Batman was bad and Joker was good. Yeah, for yeah, it was a good story. It was really cool, um, and and that's where we get stuff like this. You know, now we get one where this um, evil Batman who laughs Joker combo. He's hopping through, killing Bruce Wayne's. Yeah, bringing death and destruction to each Batman's universe. That's what he wants. Yeah. Okay. So have you ever it, seen the movie The One with Jet Li? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't <laughs> seen it. Okay, but that's that's kind of what this book is. In your <laughs> Uh, you're in your day job. You sell comic books. You're in the comic book. Uh, um, Sorry, we're checking up on John Runyon's question here. That's why the audio has stopped. Yeah, that's why I stopped we're talking. We're also recording. Yeah, those that are listening. You keep talking. I'll read. So I got where I was going with this. Um, do you know if this is going to be an ongoing? Because this you know, is a six-issue mini. Six-issue mini. Yep. Because um, six issues. Be on board. Uh, but answers John John's question. Not, sorry to cut you off. He says, as a collector of Batman, he's admittedly run a few months behind. Uh, he needs to catch up with his stuff. He's not read Metal, so should he read Metal prior to reading this? Your opinion before I give mine. Uh, I, it'll be helpful. Is it 100% necessary? No. My best advice is skip Metal and just be like, Multi, multi, multiple dimensions exist, and and uh, this is a different Batman from a different universe. Yeah, and this is a, a if, story that you should read with uh, that going in mind. You know, yeah. that in mind when you go in. Yeah, exactly. it's an original story. So if, but if you want to know where that Batman came from, yeah, read Metal. Sure, it's extra credit for sure. You understand where this guy came from, but I I don't think that gives you. But it's not a. It's but, not like a great introduction no, to the character. But if no, it's not. And but if this you, is. But if you don't care where the bad guy came from, and he's just a. Um, an interloper killing Bruce Wayne as he goes, yeah. then yeah, then all for it. Jump in. Maybe uh, just do a quick Google search on who the Batman who laughs right, is. Right, right, right. But yeah, I mean, I do agree with you that it, it would be fun to read Metal, but I don't know. I thought Metal was a big misstep in terms of DC's storytelling. Like you said earlier, the event wasn't very good. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. And that was mm-hmm. a big disappointment because when you get an event that focuses around one of your favorite characters, for me as Batman, it's cool. That is cool. <laughs> Metal was not. Um, Just get this. Because you remember, awesome. you remember a year and a half ago, you and I were on this show going, "Oh yeah, metal, black or dark knight metal." Metal, and yeah. Then, and then it just turned to be such a. It just fizzled out. Because I, uh, I thought it was going to be cool, you know what I mean. But then, uh, like when I when it came out, it was such. It was just a. 
Yeah, you know, just it was just, it was just kind of a gasp. Yeah, for me. You're welcome, John. John's <laughs> saying thank you. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. Should we talk about sync? This thing was insane. Oof, man. Uh, yes, but this is a, a moment of silence before we get into this book. Okay. Because this book was like heavy, man. Oh, yeah. I, I mean. Was, I was like, who died? <laughs> she lived, dude. Well, I know she lived. Unfortunately. Yeah, I was going to say. This book is not an upper. I don't think it ever has been. Uh, but this is definitely. Some of them have moments of comedy or a moment of brevity. Uh, remember that one where the kids are um, um, kind of helping the fox mask guy? Right. Yeah, I remember that. But you it know, was still gruesome because that, that, the fox mask guy made these ch- these children torture a guy. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> you can't defend that. <laughs> Childhood violence is never a good thing. Oh, man. You're right. It doesn't matter in what context. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It is not. Uh, if you've never but, read Sync before, yeah. uh, it is one of the most disturbing books out there right now. It's disturbing in a way that's, you know, like this is for fans of people who like to watch Saw. Right. You know, this is like hardcore. I, I, I watch Saw, sure. Yeah. But it's really hardcore horror, but it never loses its oomph like the Saw sequels does. Yeah. Like this never is like, this, is, this book is not a one-trick pony. No, you know, it's this, not just blood, gore, and violence there, for the sake is, of it. Um, well, it's an anthology series, in my yes. opinion. I'll give you. There's a shot of the front. Okay, so it's an anthology series um, that bases itself in Glasgow, Scotland. Glasgow, and, and um, all these terrible things happen in Sink, the Sink area of town, and. Um, <clears throat> There's this um, cult of clowns that drive around in blue vans kidnapping people. There is yeah. a guy in a fox mask that runs around trying to help those people. But I he's also bad himself. I wouldn't say he tries to help those people. I just say he goes out to hunt them. And if you get in his way, he's got no problem with you dying too. He's going out to hunt the clowns. Yeah. Like that's what he does yeah. in his pastime. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's just out there killing them. And then these kids at school. There was this side story where these kids at school... Um, we're hearing all this stuff about the, these boogeymen kind of things. Yeah. And then they get wrapped up in it with the serial killer, and then they they were there's forced a, to kill the killer. There's like a junkyard junkyard hobo boogeyman that lives in yeah. this like crazy. But yeah, it's this ultimate town of horror where bad things happen and bad people go. I mean, Stephen King must love this comic book because oh man, if he hasn't all, seen this, he's he all about world building. He'd and, be like, wow, right? And so, um. I don't know if we can show you a lot of this that's in here. It's pretty gory. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable with some of it because it is violence against a woman, but um, it so is I, nuts. I just don't know who's. Well, we only have one person watching at the moment, so at the moment. But you never know who will be watching it later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much. So. Um, so yeah. If you're not into this, you might want to skip ahead for a little bit because if we decide to show anything, if you I'll, can I'll, imagine, I'll choose if it you can imagine the Saw movies as a comic book, as far as the gore level. Um, that's about what, what we're at with this. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the, to put it into, rather than showing you, these clowns, like he was saying, abduct people, but they're not trying to murder them. They're not trying to, like, oh. um, they're not trying to do this. They're actually trying to turn you into one of them. Yeah. They're, they, they're, they, they put you in the van. Yep. They start ripping your face apart. Yep. They clamp your nose with a nail-infested clown nose. They rip the sides of your mouth, give you the Glasgow smile. They give smile, you the Glasgow smile. And they hit you with this laughing gas. They hit you with this laughing gas, and you're just overwhelmed by this experience. Experience It turns people crazy, and rather than you know run away from them, you just decide to join them in their right. maniacal 
craziness. And that's what this one really shows. It shows the creation of another one of these clowns. Because yep. she's terrorized and gets away from them the whole time. That was the big reveal, is that like these clowns probably didn't come together willingly. They were probably all um, victims. Yeah, and at the point, she even kills a few of them. You yes. know, there's a lot of hero moments in this and a lot of like moments where she has the chance to get away. Um, but ultimately, she goes back to her house, but she's like disfigured from this yeah. experience because they i mean they went to a town on her and then she went into the maniacal joker laugh and well she realized that she couldn't come home to her family that way nope. like with this the way yep. she looked and she she drove the blue van back to where these guys were and another blue van they waved they waved, waved they at her past. waved at her. and and the scene in the comic is her like she's like yep and there's this whole group yeah, and it's like super melancholy because now it's she just so realized, realizes that she's one of them. She starts breaking into that laughter, and now I don't think they do it because they want to kill people. I think they do it because they want friends. It's <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but okay, Nuts. so what it is is, no, they're not trying to kill you. And um, I One think, of us. I think becoming one of them is a byproduct of what they're really trying to do is just the they're getting off on torturing people. Yeah. And I think that... The psychological damage that it does, that the victim eventually becomes one of them, yeah. is is an, is secondary. Well, it's the Stockholm experience, uh, Stockholm syndrome to the nth degree. It's nuts. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy book. If you've never read Sync before, be prepared. It is a trip and a half um, down mortifying uh, uh, road. Uh, so check out the back. Uh, yeah, there's that clown nose that I'm they I'm just going to wait a second to uh, see if it gets... If I've got it lined up here, right? No, but you're good. There's the clown. Get in there. Clown nose that's got these nails on it. Um, that's just creepy. Um, yeah. So if you can imagine that on your own nose and then being ripped off. Yep. And hopefully that does it justice. I, I just I don't want to show um, anybody what is in here. Um, it's just R-rated. I wouldn't say it's over that, but I don't want to also um, make impose it upon people. It's, it's gross. It's not a book you just like. The interior. Hey man, you check this out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like reading. It's like reading a you know X-rated comic book and you don't realize it. A little bit. It's just I think it's more of the, the they play on the psychological tones like really big. Yeah. Um, this book is layered and deep, and um, there's actually I don't think any words in this one. Other than There's just a, screams. R- screams and laughs. And laughs. Like, yep. there was no... But I think Sync is one of those books that does that the best I've seen. Because mm-hmm. Ice Cream, Ice Cream Man, Man did it. Ice yeah. Another, yeah. another horror anthology, anthology type book. Yeah. They do it really well, too. But I don't think to the degree that Sync has got this figured out. It's, like, just so cool. This it's was, so crazy. This had me on high alert, like, the whole time going, oh, God, yeah. what's going to happen? Well, I mean, you start off with a bang. Like, I mean, immediately... They're co- they're doing the glass cup smile. They're yeah. They're starting. I mean, they have they have her, and the whole thing is a struggle for her life. And she gets away from them and runs to this junkyard and starts, you know, using the things around her to try and kill these guys. Right. It just shows. It's it's Whew. vicious. It's yeah. No holds barred. Sink. We could talk about it all day. Yeah. But check it out if you haven't. Uh, but reader beware. Um, you're in for a scare. Goosebumps. That's, dude. <laughs> Oh man! So I watched the late or the latest season of. It's funny you brought up Goosebumps because I did last night. You watched the old show? No, I Aww. watched um, the latest season of American Horror Story. Oh, okay. and my fingers are freezing. Act, me Sorry. too. This is, I was just gonna say that, dude. It is cold in here. I'm, I'm wearing a scarf because 
Not because it's stylish, it's because it's cold. You look, you look jaunty. <laughs> yes. Jolly good. Jolly good, good fellow. Oh, uh, no, cold. I'm... Dude, I am cold as hell. Mortician's hands. Yeah, I've been trying to lose weight lately, and maybe I should uh, let that fat come back on. <laughs> maybe I'd be warmer. God yeah, damn it. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to get into before we uh, started, we were going to talk about a new book. Outer probably. Darkness. Um, you haven't read it, though. No. I'll just mention it. I know, but for it. some reason, I know we were in the midst of another side um, talk. And we I, probably were, and then like I got cold. Ago. Then you got cold. Yeah. So I'll not, I might come back to that, people. So... Be ready. Be ready. If Tyler remembers it. And I'm, I am. Or if you're watching, just, you can let I, us know. I will just jump right there. Bailey! What's up, Bailey? Hey. Sorry. Uh, Bailey's now here. He uh, says it took a bit to find it, but uh, he, he made it. He made it. Well, it uh, should take a little bit because our Facebook page is still working towards gaining more footing, more access or more uh, eyes on it. So I don't know. I don't know what else to do. Once you, Well, you don't need to do anything. Once people find it, that's you just have to figure out a way to get the page in front of other people. Uh-huh. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. So you, creating a page is easy. Getting people to find it is hard. You know, I, but once my, they do and for, they like it, they're you know, all good. I've been, I've been to college a couple times, um, so I have numerous degrees like I was telling you about. Um, my first degree was in marketing. Mm. Um, and... It's How'd that go? It's it, the well, school went good, uh, <laughs> but sorry, um, this I graduated at the infancy of the internet. Okay, and so I, hear you, I had no idea that if to use the skills I learned in school would be on on the computer, right? And right, not. What I was in for was writing up big ad campaigns, and we're going to work on this, and here's how we're going to sell this and make you mm-hmm. think you want that. And it's th- been, the world today is not like that. No. Yeah. I mean, and you we've work talked at, about this. You work in retail. Yeah, well, we've talked about this before. Um, if you've listened to our show since the beginning or have been a fan of our show since the beginning, we've talked about, like, the and the introduction to the internet and how it changed things. Right. Because I graduated in 07. The yep. internet was a thing at that time, but still... I graduated in '04. Still getting along. Yep. You know, finding its stride. But when I graduated in the next year, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You saw how fast yeah. technology advanced. Yeah. Within the next like two to three years, smartphones became a thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when 2010 when I, hit, like it was crazy new world. Yeah. Because I graduated in '07. But then, yeah, in that three year time, kids had to come to school with a Google Chromebook just to get their work done. Right. There's no longer the 30 pound book bag. Yeah. And like all the, it was like, and it happened so fast Lots from me graduating to getting a job and like going out into the real backpacks world. Backpacks aren't allowed in classrooms anymore. That's that is mind blowing to me because yeah. that's where you carried everything. It was that's nuts yep. in such a short span. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, the amount of reliance that we have on it and the amount of um, skills that people have access to at a younger age with the internet. Right. Because you can if you're like interested in woodworking. You can go watch like eighteen thousand hours of woodworking videos and figure out how to do it. Like, yeah, I wish we would have had that. I, I tell my kids all the time. Like, yeah. I graduated without Google. Okay, if hey, you can Dave. imagine that. Sorry, Dave says hi. Dave, um, we thank you very much for the use of your store that yes. we're thank using. You. Um, you've been great. Uh, this show is actually brought to you by Rainbow Comics Cards and Collectibles. Hundred percent. So, where are we located? We're at. 3310 South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right. or 1501 Pine Lake Road, Suite 17 in Lincoln, Nebraska, who had a big day today. They had uh, Bob Hall down there. Did they? Yeah. That's He's cool. He's a Lincoln resident. So I didn't know that. I didn't either, but they've had him down there multiple times, and they had a great day of him drawing stuff and meeting fans and 
drawing original sketches. So um, check that out. It's all over their Facebook page. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Dave. Dave's giving you a hard time about your scarf. <laughs> it's cold in the store, Dave. It's cold. He looks, so he looks like a douche, doesn't he? Dave? <laughs> I don't want to seem like that guy, I'm, but I was just cold, and I didn't want to wear time. my coat on the show. I'm but it's just cold in the store. It That's is. All. It is really cold. Yeah, in here. it's just cold. Uh, if I look like I'm very stiff in the shoulders, it's because yeah. I'm trying not to shiver. Yeah, it's it's just the scarf I wore this morning, and the scarf I wear when I go out into the into the elements. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's talk. How dare he? How dare? How you? dare you, you question my scarf? Okay. Outer Darkness, I am so bummed I've missed out on this. Yes. Um, it is no longer in the store. You're sold out. And um, John Lehman is one of those writers that I just follow, and I cannot believe I don't know anything about this. Yeah, you missed out on this book entirely. Um, Outer Darkness is this really cool amalgamation of different genres. All right. It's all like right, a right. sci-fi, anime, action movie, dark comedy, um, but it's got elements of, like, Hellraiser, there's a little bit of Warhammer in there, there's a little bit of Star Trek, there's a little bit of uh, Firefly and Outlaw Star, and there's all these things that are coming together to create this weird, beautiful formula, and that is Outer Darkness. But um, yeah, I really love this book. Uh, space is space in this book, you know? Yes. Yep. And there's these this uh, adventurers out there, kind of like Star Trek, they're exploring new worlds and right. doing things. Um, but the space that we know dabbles in the mystic too so there's like demons and uh like ship security has priests on board to like put wards and like exercise demons because right. they can get attacked mid uh flight which does happen in this book he actually uh the captain he doesn't he knows no none of this crew he's a new captain because he used to be like a mercenary okay so they the starship federation hires him to do this mission and in the middle of the mission he just goes well, I've decided instead of running security drills, I'm going to test you guys. So we're flying through the... Sorry, there's a zone that we're, they're flying through. Um, you know, I may have looked through that and decided not to pick it up because maybe. of the art. I'm not I a did, fan I, of the art. I thought it lent itself well to this story when you read it. But they're flying through the Demalu system. And the, this guy goes, the Demalu system, it's full of demons. Like, what are you doing? Right. We're going to die. Yeah. So the ship, like the, uh, the bridge of the ship is like taking over these demonic eyeballs. Right. Uh, there's demons are starting to like phase through the, 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 the ship um, and coming in. So they've got these priests to ward them off and like, and so everybody gets enacted. You've got foot soldiers, but you've got mathematicians who are putting up wards. Uh, you've got um, the navigation flying directly towards this demonic sun. <laughs> right? <Like. laughs> okay, that, that is John Lehman for sure. Right. So, um, so this dimension is ruled by a demonic sun who has, like, the soul of a demon inside of it. Well, so. we just got done uh, talking about a little bit ago about his other series, yeah. Leviathan. Yeah. Talk about, go, you know... Um, uh, jumping the, jumping the shark. Jumping the shark, man. This, this thing is definitely this thing it. is stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, but uh, that's just kind of the theme of this book. Gods exist, magic exists. Like each, the engine to these starships, yeah, are forgotten about gods. Okay. So the one that they have is a demon god who needs like a blood sacrifice, yeah. and that's how they power their warp Some engines. Transformers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So there's kind a demon of. god who runs their runs their ship, as it's the engine, it's the power core, it's your deryllium crystal or whatever you know. Your I gotta whatever. check what's Dave saying here. Uh, I know I'm late and you guys don't really do too much mainstream, but I put a in a plug for Detective 994 this week. Jamie Mendoza and Doug Mankey and that team killed it. Oh, tell uh, me about it. 
Yeah. Tell me about it. We just talked about Batman, um, the Batman who lasts number one. Yep. But uh, we're ushering in uh, the 1,000th issue of Detective Comics. But yeah, Dave, that's a huge point. Thank you for that. Doug Menke is um, a friend of the show. Um, God, he just did a sh- his own show through, um, help me out here, John. The Washington Pavilion. Yeah, but what was the comic collector's name that decided to display all this stuff? John Jesperson. John Jesperson. JJ's yeah. Comics. Yes. Um, and um, so it was really great. Um, Doug Mankey was really great about signing stuff. And um, I'm excited for the 1,000th episode. 1,000th issue. But yes, well. Doug Mankey is going to be doing this new storyline with Detective Comics. And he started with 994. Yep. Uh, he's doing the art there. And it's gorgeous, amazing. The centerfold is beautiful. Um, I can go grab a copy real quick because it'd be great to show on the on show. Yeah. Sure. Um, it'll be like a quick hop, skip, and a jump. And I'll be right back. All right. So All in right. the meantime, I'm going to just give a little stretch. Oh, how's everybody doing out there? Um, later on, as soon as we get done talking about Batman, we're going to be talking about Magic Order. Um, we are going to be talking about Oblivion Song, and it looks like John, that's all John has as well. So, as soon as he gets back with Batman, we can continue on with the show so I don't keep looking like an idiot sitting here all by myself. You can't even leave me over here to take care of a show all alone. I've already gone through what we're going to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> and he's back. Yes, I'm back. Thank the Lord. Uh, and for our audio uh, audio members who are going to be listening to this show at a later time, go check it out. It's Batman Detective Comics, issue 994. Um, Doug Mankey is doing the art inside. Very, very brilliant. You know, I feel kind of... Um, well, I just made the decision um, a month or two ago to stop reading um, my long-term comics like Batman, like... Spider-Man, all that stuff, because there's just it's just getting too much, too many, too, too many titles, too many whatever, and uh, but I am kind of bummed that I'm not collecting right now, because it'd be nice to uh, have everything leading up to a thousand, but I guess I can catch up if I want to. But this two-page spread is huge. Yes, it is. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's quintessential Batman, and um, yeah, I mean, the guys that are doing this here. Amazing stuff. Yeah, so we love it. Pick it up, and it's the countdown to issue one thousand. Yeah, and I think issue one thousand will be, really be a huge collector's milestone. Yeah, um, as well as a milestone for Batman and Doug Mankey and the team and DC. Uh, one thousand, I think, is going to be bigger than Action Comics one thousand. Yeah. just because of the popularity of Batman is just Superman. Definitely is arguably the most recognizable hero. Yeah, he's, he's Superman, but Batman has an inherent love that Superman just doesn't. I don't think. Right. People like Superman. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I think Batman fans love Batman. I do. It's just, yeah. I do. And I've only, like I said, the only reason I've dropped off is the money issue. Uh, Dave uh, said he actually read Magic Order this week. Hey, let's jump into that. <laughs> well, the, and then he, uh, the last issue he read was issue number one, though, so uh, <laughs> missing a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> That's too bad. Uh, this week, okay, so this is what I meant by um, the cover being misleading. Okay, on my cover... Uh, we show the brother. It looks like he's using magic to blow his brains out, but I don't really know. I don't mind the cover. It's an artistic take the on the reason kid. I don't like it is because it makes you think that he's going to commit suicide in the issue. But but that's just the uh, the way. I mean, things in posters for movies don't actually happen, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a way to get you thinking. Yeah, but I don't think we should spoil this one. I I don't want to spoil it. You don't? No. Oh. Man. Do you? Uh, Do you really of. want? Okay. Okay. This is a spoiler it. show, so be warned. 
Uh, okay, so they just got Gabriel on board to help them fight. And uh, what do you call it? Another witch? Um, just another magician. Another yeah. uh, an evil magic user. I mean, the overall idea of this book is Harry Potter with an R-rated twist. It's the secret society of of wizards who protect the world from from threats. Yeah, and then this one wizarding family um, has had a black sheep. Right, their brother doesn't want any part of being. He's a... left the magic order a while ago because of a family tragedy. This whole magic thing and being a uh, a magician has allowed his daughter to die in the process. Yeah, so he doesn't want a part of it because it's. Yep. Direct his life. So this has pulled him back into it. His family has convinced him to come out of retirement to use his magician powers. I keep calling them wizards, but to me... They're magicians. You know, that's magic. They're magic users. Yeah, magic users. Um, but to me, this issue completely um, blew my mind. Um, especially when they walk into the Art Institute of Chicago, and they, they go through a painting. Which is where their kind of hidden headquarters is. It's through this... It's kind of like a security gateway you know yeah. they walk through a, a painting in a museum to get through this other dimension where their castle is stored or their headquarters uh is stored. dave is this also being recorded for the podcast yes it is yes we're audio recording right now as well as visual recording yeah yep yep um let's see here oh. bailey says f batman <laughs> I know. <laughs> like the Titan show. I got it. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, he cannot wait for Detective 1000. I hear you, man. I, I think Detective is going to be huge. Um, have we heard when Magic Order on Netflix is going to come out? Um, that I don't know. I ne haven't. Netflix, Dave is asking if he's heard of Magic Order coming to Netflix as a show because this is a Netflix second bout into making comics. Yeah. I think right now, I think they're just going to get as much comic content out there as they can. Yeah. And then decide later what they want to make a show, and because like this is a way to pre pre sell an idea to figure out if you want to put it. I guarantee you, it's cheaper to make a comic than it is to make a show. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. this idea. I like the idea of Netflix. They're getting their toes warm by putting out um, image comics, which basically means they're putting money behind it for image yeah. to make it. Yeah. Um, but. I'd like to see Netflix get into the business of actually making in-house comic books. I think that would be sweet because Netflix kind of has a really cool creative team right now, I think, with their Netflix originals and things. Oh, dude. I mean, Netflix is killing it right now on their stuff. I think they're doing an amazing job. And I think this is just a way to kind of give people a palate cleanser of like, do you like it? Should we do this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then if people, like, the sales are reflected, the reviews reflected, and they go, well, let's make this a show. You know, I think, think that the, was their avenue. Think I they, didn't think they'd call it Netbooks or? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, that was the whole thing. I, you know, people thought they bought, Netflix bought Mark Millar's Millar World to create his IPs into yeah. shows. Yeah. But it's the other way around. They bought his comic book place to produce their own ideas as comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they did. That's cool. It's great. I, mean, I think it's, it's a great, a great idea. idea. Mark Millar is one of my favorite writers. Um, I'm going back and reading some of his older stuff oh, right God. now, in fact. God, um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm Okay, so this book, um, so they've got the Black Sheep Brother on board to help them fight. They're, they're going to go for it. Um, and like I said. And like, everybody is like, nice scarf, man, sweet scarf. It's cold. <laughs> I know. Every, everybody's giving your scarf a hard time on here. I'm not worried about it. It's. That's that's the hey, power of the scarf, man. Last couple times we've gotten together, you've worn it, so I'm like, teach their own. I I don't have I look at me. I never <laughs> I never criticize people on their dress because I'm definitely am I march to my own drummer. It's okay, me too. That's uh, why I'm wearing a scarf. And you like, and you don't give a crap. No. <laughs> uh, 
So they're going after this family. They got me all sidetracked. I know. This group of assassins has been uh, killing, after these killing magicians. Them. Yes, they're after these magicians to upset the order of these people, and they want to take over, so they want to run it. What so happens? they're killing them off, assassinating them. But the brother that comes back, he's obviously a very, very powerful. He's the um, most powerful, powerful one. one. And okay, here it is. In the end, it turns out he's working for the assassins, because they promised to get his daughter back for them, and he's willing to kill his siblings and ancestors for dismantle it. Dismantle his own family, murder them even. Yeah, because in the end of this, he blows one of their heads off with his wand. Wow. I mean, if you can imagine Harry Potter, as Gabe Viss puts it, Harry Potter meets the Godfather. It yeah, would for be. sure. This, that <laughs> is the best comment. That yes. is totally it. Um, but what if what if at the end of like the first Harry Potter book, The Sorcerer's Stone, Harry gives the stone over to Voldemort and then turns to Ron and blows his head up? That's the equivalent <laughs> dude, of this that, book. Yes, that would dude, that would have been That's way what, bigger than J.K. Rowling could <laughs> ever imagine. If if yeah, if Harry Potter if Harry turned to the side and Goodbye, Ron. Boom, like boom. <laughs> and I like that. Boom. That's right. <laughs> but if he, if he blew his head away. Yeah. Wow. And that's what happens in this book. His brother turns to him. Dave, we gave a spoiler warning uh ten minutes ago. Uh, so <laughs> Dude, it, we're gonna spoil so we did say we're gonna spoil it. John Jesperson is watching. Johnny Jesperson is with us. Yes. Uh John, we were just talking about your show you had here in Sioux Falls not too long ago. Um, and your collection of Doug Mankey. Um, you just missed the detective conversation. Yes. I'm sorry. You did miss the detective conversation. But if you'd like to say anything about it, we'll be more than happy to address it and talk, talk about it. Uh, so basically what we've got <clears throat> left up here to talk about is Oblivion Song. Um, yeah, that's what, pretty much it, Oblivion Song. Yeah. Um, I bought other books this week. So just to show you what I've got out, but I didn't read them yet. Um, we've got Quantum Age. Mm. Which I'm not like I don't. Mm. You haven't ever read it. No, but I just it's more of that idea thing. I Jeff think. Lemire, uh, Black Hammer, his other series, which is in the same world as the Quantum Age. Um, so if you're into world building stuff, Jeff Lemire's um, Black Hammer and Quantum Age books are awesome. But start at the beginning because if you don't, you will be lost as can be. Um, my friend, our our friend Mark. Um, must not be that good of Wagner. I'm like, must not be that good of a friend if I can't remember his name. Mark Wagner uh, turned us on to this. Yeah. We do have a question from Matt. He's asking, if I may ask, any status updates on, I know what you mean here. You, say, you said Sioux City. You love the first one. But there was a Sioux Falls comic book. That's what, I, what he's referring to. Yeah. The Sioux Falls comic book. I don't have any updates on when the second one will come out. However, I did meet the creator at Supercon when Rainbow Comics. Are you talking about champions? No, no, no. no. He's asking if uh, updates on Sioux City, but there's a, there's a comic called Sioux Falls. I think that's what you mean. I think that's what you mean. Yeah. And the first one came out, and it's going to be like a three-book uh, trade paperback style thing. Okay. First issue came out, but I met the creator at uh, Supercon. Rainbow Comics was there. Yep. I was set up, and I talked to him. And um, he said the next thing he was doing was going to New York Comic Con. Yeah. And that was in September. So no updates on when the book was coming out. I asked him, and I think he said he was working uh, towards getting it done. Um, but I don't know. What does John say? Oh, John Jesperson, let's start it all over. <laughs> Trivia, Doug Mankey is one of Jeff Lemire's favorite artists. Oh, there you go. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Is that trivia or fact? I think that's more fact. <laughs> you just got you, you just be more of a face guy than name guy, Tyler. Oh, yeah. Meaning what? Meaning you're not good with names. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I'm terrible with remembering little if, things like that. If my name wasn't just two letters, JP, you'd forget my name. 
Sometimes I do. <laughs> oh, when I sometimes I'll just say John or Jay and Peggy when we're talking about uh, guys, and she'll go, "Old John or Young John?" Because <laughs> we have another friend named John. So yeah, absolutely. Eat poo, JP. Oh, that's from poo. John Jesperson. I like. I mean, never mind. <laughs> Dude, that's gross. And this is going off the rails. Let's get back to <laughs> yes, what is. happened in Oblivion Song. Uh, Oblivion Song, where we left off. The um, First, to give give you a run rundown here, Image Comics on issue number ten, um, Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felice. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name, or I'm just being rude. But uh, I, I, you know, I think a multiple dimension Lorenzo book. Lorenzo De Felice. Yeah, a multiple dimension book. Um, it's kind of been our theme tonight. There's a lot of multiple dimension things happening here, but uh, it's Robert Kirkman's new venture of telling the human the human story inside the the monster story, yeah. and this alternate dimension exists where this power source has blinked out a huge section of a city uh, a decade ago, right. and now there's the population, general population is uh, now knowing that there's another dimension that exists parallel to ours where these crazy monsters live, creatures. I wouldn't mm-hmm. call them monsters. They're more aliens, you know. Um, they're only monsters because the people that encounter them don't understand what they are. Exactly. They're not, yeah, they're not from our world. They're from our world, but in a different dimension. Right. Um, and this character is trying to fight to bring people out of it, where his brother... Fighting, who, he wants people back in. ...who has gotten sucked into it from the beginning and has been there for a decade, has made a name for himself, has become this messiah of this place, and he's this... I wouldn't say king. He's just... He's their equal. He's their, that, he's their friend. He's their master. That's and, not why he wants to keep it alive, though, or make it grow. He genuinely believes it's a better life in the oblivion. Um... Oh, it's just kept catching up on comments. Mike says, "How late are you open?" We're close, no. Mike. We're close. Mike. <laughs> that's that's a running gag with our regular rainbow show that we do. Yeah. Dave says, "I hope the audio podcast batteries don't run out." Uh, no, they should be fine. Dave, he bought new dude, batteries. And everything. I bought a whole new pack of batteries. Uh, my wife was even going, "Oh, there's plenty of batteries around the house," and I poo pooed that idea immediately. And I said. Yeah, but I don't trust them because you never know if they're actually new or not. Yeah, I can't. Dr- I can't trust drawer batteries. Drawer batteries That's exactly is the worst. Like, you know, if, if they're not in the original packaging, or like, you know, even if like the packaging packaging is half open. I know, and there's two left. That's fine though. Those are those are good. Those then. are good. Okay. Yeah, because you know nobody's used those. But if you find like loose drawer batteries. <laughs> <laughs> you're there flipping them. I know. You're swapping them back and forth just to get uh, the... So yeah. my wife, um, I, I don't know if she understands that I can't trust this podcast to drawer batteries. Our our recorder right here uh, sucks batteries like you wouldn't believe. It does. We go through about um, two double... It's only two, uh, two double A's. Two double A's, but it bought... It every lasts show. a lot of every show I need a new ba- yeah. uh, thing. But we only record once a week, so I guess my thought is that eh, it's not that big of a sacrifice. You know, if you'd like to support... But when we leave this on for over an hour, just nonstop recording, it's going to suck it dry, you know? Cool thing. If you if you like this show, why don't you just bring us a pack of double A's? <laughs> <laughs> this week's double A's are brought to you by... <laughs> and we can do it brought to you by Matt. Oh, my wife is replying. She goes, if they're still in the package, they are perfect. See? That's what I'm saying. If they're in the package in the drawer, they're good. But if they're loose <laughs> drawer batteries... <laughs> Those are questionable. <laughs> questionable. It's kind of like it's <laughs> the kinda least. Like, it's kind of like room temperature meat. Yeah. You know, room temperature meat. You're like, it might be good. Probably is, but it might make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> we had that problem the other day. Oh man, with our we were gonna make these awesome, <clears throat> um, you know, steak tips, and um, so we marinated them and had them all ready to go, and then. 
a series of things happened where we weren't able to eat dinner at home for a couple days. And we had this plate full of steak tips in the fridge that had to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I can even envision it because it, it's something that, that it was sad. It's, it's a story that's probably Pe- happened at my Peggy house. Peggy asked too. me, she's like, "Should we throw them away?" And I, yeah. went, and I just, went, yeah. <laughs> I almost like we have to. Yeah, somebody will die <laughs> <laughs> or get maimed somehow. Yes, um, uh, Bolivian song. Bolivian this, song. We're getting off kilter. This issue, um, Ed and his brother get into they get into a squabble. This philosophical debate whether um, the Earth we live in is good or if the oblivion is better. And yeah. both brothers want to bring people back from the opposite side, if you understand my hand motion. Hand motions help. Uh, anyway, so what happens is they recover the device, they get it in the back of a pickup truck. They've stolen it from and, the government, because the government has had the government have it. it. Yep. And they figured out a way to find this device and take it. And the one brother who got sucked into the other, he decides while they're stealing it to turn it on yeah. in the back of the truck yes. and get more people to come to his like to their that, side their side they just sucked in a whole neighborhood of people uh, a couple blocks they, like the the device didn't do its original big big huge, huge. right because i mean it was like huge radius i can't yeah. remember like 10 miles or something well the original one was yeah, yeah. But this one this one was like a couple city blocks yeah and then um then they had to i suppose i should open my comic because then they had You're to see, see if it actually worked um well he was concerned that it was maybe broken and yep. he was be able to undo this. But also, when you when you, this device turns on and blinks that section of the world into the other, right. it also takes the other into ours. Oh yeah, it's a it's a swap, even swap. So not only is it creating chaos for these people who just got blinked over, but right. the real world where we live ha- now just has a couple city square blocks of crazy alien wildlife yeah. that is voracious for human well, Yeah, and blood. then it shows people in here. The only thing I didn't like about this issue was I wasn't quite sure if we were looking at the Oblivion or if we were looking at our world because... There was one time where I got confused there, but then once I saw the radio, like the TV broadcast saying, um, everyone stay inside this time. You know, it happened again, even though our government said it shouldn't. That's our but world. You should, yeah, like that's where you know and you're like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Right, but the Oblivion... It looks like our world anyway because some of the buildings got sucked over too. And, um, hey, that sucks, Justin. Sorry you can't listen right now because you're at work. But, uh, hey, we hope that when you get off work you can watch our show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if we get, hey, if we get good response from this, maybe we should just do a video show. <laughs> but I like doing a podcast because it's... I like it both. I like it both ways. We can do these uh, um, more annually or something or more quarterly. Uh, Mike says, Room Temperature Meat is my band name. <laughs> 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 so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna trademark that. And That's that is, gross. That is going to be the name of the show, and that is going to be the name of the uh, podcast. I used, I used to work in a meat department at a grocery store when I was in high school. <laughs> this is absolutely true. It's uh, all coming full circle, so baby. I can tell you the dangers of room temperature meat. It's un- <laughs> no, we're not, no, that's just Mike. That is just horrible. Pick a new band name. You might as well be called <laughs> Anal Rape or something. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's that bad. It's that bad. Now that is a terrible band name. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, the other book I read, uh, we won't talk about. Anyway, Oblivion Song. Oblivion Song. Check it out if you haven't. Um, uh, basically, where this Where do you lie? Where do you lie? Should, should they move people to Oblivion or should they move people out of Oblivion back to well, that's, Earth? That's the huge moral moral dilemma and moral choice here is, uh, what is what is right? Do you give the people in both places 
the option. Yeah. Is now now you have a huge debacle of who gets to go and who doesn't. Right. Now now it is like a status thing, you know. I mean, we've created throughout what his brother's trying to do and bring people over to a no class system where everybody does their everybody's, you know, love everybody, everybody is there for the survival of the fittest. You've you've created a, a the thing you're trying to destroy. Yeah, but here's there's some an idea. Nathan has belts that can take you over individually. He doesn't have to use the machine that sucks everyone in whether they want to or not. Yeah. So I think the answer might be get rid of the machine, make mass produce the individual one, and let people decide for themselves if they want to go back and forth. But then how does that help anybody? Uh, someone's going to figure out a way to police it, and you can't have people just jumping back and forth. You can't just have, like, a randomness of, like, you can go there, grab a, grab an animal, bring it back into ours, you know what I mean? Like, Why no, not? What do you mean, how is why that, not? How is that different than what we have here between towns or between states? But that's, between that's what but that's what Nathan's brother is trying to destroy. You're just creating it again. Yeah. You're just creating another so now you, now not only do you have a, a you have states and you have countries, now you have worlds. Right. Yes. What do you call this world? Are you from there? Are you from here? You're creating nationalism. You're creating society. Yeah. Like it is the deconstruction of society, but also the beginning. Like we're looking at it both. So you think the way they should Pick a side, boom, and then we're shutting off the gates. You have this amount of time to get to where you want to be, and then we're shutting the doors, and you stay there. That's the – no – is it the, is that the right answer? I don't know. I, you The moral dilemma here is huge. Yeah, it is. Absolutely huge. That's why this book is so good. Yeah. Um, Robert Kirkman – okay, so we were talking about the slow burn uh, before we were recording of With Walking The Walking Dead, Dead yeah. right? It's really slowed down, and a lot of people are complaining about it. Uh, if you want a good – Clipping, right? And it really moves yeah, at a fast, nice pace. Fast. Nice Woo. pace. Um, Oblivion song. And then if you want a breakneck speed book, read Die, Die, Die by yeah. Robert Kirkman. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about how, like, he's got varying degrees of, um, you know, how the pacing is. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Die, Die, Die is the full metal, full, like, gas to the floor yeah. on that one. And then um, Walking Dead is your slow burn for sure. But I think in defense of Walking Dead... It's been that written that way, like fast and slower and to its slowest point now. But I think with 15 years of legacy and 15 years of time with the same characters, right? You have time to do that, or you you can afford to slow burn that book because you already know who these characters are. You already know their ins and outs for 15 years of reading it of story. You know, there's no real new facet that. Rick needs or Michonne needs or, you know, these characters who have been around. And it takes time to change those characters' personalities because of they've, they've been who they are right. for a long time. That book is human. That book is is not action. It it's is like the, it's the human drama. It's like it watching is. a zombie soap opera. Like I is. was just going to say, you know, Young and the Restless or something, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's hey, you sad to Okay, you laugh, but there are some, say, some but people like that. that have been with it for a while. It's meaningful to them, even though it's silly to me because I don't watch it. And yeah. so when I see somebody who's like taping every episode, like it's kind of at first you laugh, but then I'm like, wait a minute, I buy every issue. <laughs> it's right. no different. Right. It, but uh, it's, so it's drama. Walking Dead is drama for comic books. Ah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Oblivion song to me right now is um, world. Damn good I reading. I like it. It's really <laughs> it's really moving at a good a good uh, pace. But yeah, um, you know, it brought up the argument I just brought up. Is like I have this, to be honest. I could take or leave. Die die die. Um, 
it, that's if a genre want, book. If you want something that's going to just quick, 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 and it's gory and it's funny and it's you know and it's uh, political, uh, it's, it's yeah. Funny. I mean, it's it's the it's the no holds barred book. It's the love note to action. It's yeah. The, it's it the love is. note to excess. You know, yeah. it's it's total just murder, death, kill in your face, but to a, a comical degree. Right. You know, it's just the super, super satire of the action genre. Yeah. So, but there's a lot of people who are going to be turned off by that. Yeah. It's not serious in any way, shape, or form. No. Wouldn't it be cool if we found out at some point down the road that a lot of his books are in the same world? Same universe. Same I don't universe. think that. I don't think that's possible. You could with Oblivion Song. I mean, Oblivion Song, yeah. Because we don't, you know, what we actually know in the comic books is a very small portion of the United States in in Walking Dead. Yeah, in Walking Dead. Yep, and this is New York. And so yeah, but the world the world has almost acknowledged. I mean, they built this monument. You know what I mean? Like they built like a wall with people's names on it. You know, this isn't like some kind of small town event, and like no no news has traveled. Like in Walking Dead, the world has literally shut off. In this, the world's still going. The world acknowledges that this happened. Everyone yeah. knows. It's yeah. no secret. True. But it could happen because the southern United Sorry, States. Sorry, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Southern like, United States. Here's your here's your bubble, and I'm like, bah. The southern United bah. States where Walking Dead is taking place all the way over to California. What if it's just a band of a zombie outbreak, and it's not global, <laughs> and it's not across the whole country? I don't know. And We've and, been dealing with this for 15 years in, in, uh, in Walking Dead, and, and it's still going. And have and we heard? Have, we've only seen zombies. We haven't have seen they, any other creatures. Let me ask you. Have they heard from anyone from Canada? Have they heard from anyone from Mexico? No, but you think you would have. Right. I'm just saying. So maybe it's not everywhere, Walking but, Dead. But you would think that the Canadians would try and fly to us if they still had technology and their world was running. It's not like how do America- they know? Maybe they don't know that we're not running. <laughs> what? Come on now! Whole cities, whole cities and states have shut down, and the world doesn't know about it. <laughs> Did I you mean, see how long it took George Bush to get into action with Katrina? <laughs> they're in Atlanta, for God's sake. Katrina, they're, we're gonna find her. They're not in. They're not in South Dakota. South Dakota shut down for five years. I think no. Uh, I think it would take a little bit of time before people noticed. But Atlanta, <laughs> they have a football team. <laughs> Mister, Mister President, do you know <laughs> what are you going to do about Katrina? They have a Katrina. Fo- we're going to find her. We're going to find her. <laughs> going to hold her accountable. We are. We're going to bring her home to safety. Uh, <laughs> Check out Oblivion Song, though. I mean, it's it sparked such crazy debates as we're having now. Uh, really, really great book. Really, really uh, awesome creator. Um, we should fly back through some of our other books just to kind of recap because we're, we're getting close to the end of content. But, I mean, we're more than happy to talk to you guys. Catching up on uh, comments here. Uh, Bailey says, JP, we need a post-apocalyptic comic where the only source of entertainment is Pong and call it Paddle Survivors. I like that. Dude, well, that would be funny. Now, you don't know where this is birthed from. No, I don't. Uh, last week, well, last Wednesday, excuse me. Last Wednesday, we did a show, Rainbow Comics show, Rainbow Comics Live. You catch it every week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, on our Facebook page, Rainbow Comics and Car- uh, Rainbow Comics and Collectibles, excuse me. Yeah. Um, Bailey was on? Uh, we brought up video game books. Yeah. Like uh, Assassin's Creed and God of War and, thing, and things like awful. that. Yeah. But... Somebody mentioned Pong being comic, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. The Pong gates have opened, and like everyone was like, Pong, Pong, Pong. Like all the comments like, was, was just Pong. It's funny that you pong. called it Pong Gate because that's also like, you know, like Watergate. Now we've got Pong Gate, but you meant it in a 
floodgate yes. opening. <laughs> so the pong gates have been opened. Uh, we actually had a customer of ours bring in two, two first pages of the co- the pong comic book that he drew himself <laughs> as a joke for this pong thing. It has gone. It has gone. Someone wasted time on this. It has gone beyond <laughs> what I ever thought Pong could ever live up to be to create this huge entity. Now we've got it even on our show. It's, uh, it's it, Pong spilleth over. Spilleth over. Yes, Pong spilleth over. Oh, I love it. Uh, hey, Stephanie Rotella uh, Machiavello. She was a foreign exchange student in uh, my high school. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a rainbow connection. Yeah. And <laughs> One way from, to the other. From across the world. No pun intended, uh, Dave. Yeah, poor... <laughs> Yeah, I and this is funny, uh, and I don't mind admitting it now because it's like twenty some years later. But I had a girlfriend at the time, but I had the hugest crush on Stephanie, and she know she knows I did. Uh, but <laughs> so it's funny that she's on. Down the rabbit hole we go. Down one of Tyler's crazy stories. We're gonna get let out. me tell you about this one time. Yeah, we're gonna get the sofa out, dim the lights, and Ty- I'm gonna get a notebook out and start reading Tyler's psyche here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, recapping though, uh, Jesperson uh, wanted to recap, and we should have recapped here, but we did Oblivion song. We talked about that. Uh, we did Outer Darkness. We just had a n- uh, minor mention of that sci-fi book. Magic Order. If you're not reading Magic Order, please, you should be. Yeah, it's, it's still okay. It's only it's incredible. Five issues five in. Five issues in. We got. Um, we got time. Um, but yes, read Magic Order. Sync, uh, I wouldn't recommend it if you're... Um, get in Peggy, Joshua Norenberg. I don't know who that is. And I don't <laughs> know if get in Peggy means anything. I don't know. Uh, but but honey, um, I'm sure you're still watching. I don't know what that means, so you'll have to explain it to me later. Check out Sync only if you're not of the faint of heart. This book really doesn't hold back on its uh, horror and psychological twists and just... Down, downright depression. Like right. there's a there's a weird vibe to this book. It's not a it's not a happy go lucky feel good one. It's it's horror definitely. Yeah. So check it out, but just be warned. Um, the Batman Who Laughs was new from DC, kind of accepting the genre of multiple dimensions, multiple worlds, and a new Batman in an untainted Gotham is now being defiled by the Batman Who Laughs. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, Goddess Mode was the controversial kind of book of the week here that we were split on. I thought was awesome. Tyler thought was juvenile was, was his uh, exact word. Juvenile was his exact. No, I think my exact word was childish. Wow, that's even that's even less. Mm, I didn't like it. Um, I thought this book was great. I don't. I don't have. Okay, here's the thing. I and, can appreciate <clears throat> about that book. I can appreciate what you like about it. It's just not my cup of tea. Um. Well, your cup of tea. I is... just don't like tea with huge pieces of shit in them. <sighs> your cup of tea is dog pee. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and last but definitely not least, um, Detective Comics number nine ninety four uh, sets a new bar for Detective Comics. Yes, it uh, does. With, uh, Doug Mankey um, penciling and leading the art on this creative which team here, which led us to our Amazing. John Jesperson conversation. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm glad John's still on with the two page right spread here. Check that out again. Um, you got to be on board for the countdown to 1,000. Um, speaking of, like, where can you get that? You know, we're just a comic book podcast. Uh, you can get that at Rainbow Comics, Cards, and Collectibles. 3310 South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 1501 Pine Lake Road, Suite 17 in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, and, and you can also catch this book at some of the spinny racks around uh, our state. Yeah. Uh, in Mitchell and Aberdeen. Um, and I, th- I think a few more places. Dave can fill you in better on those because... 
I didn't know where they're exactly located. I know Lemonheads was one of them in Mitchell. Yes. Uh, yep. That's Aberdeen, I, I, I saw the Mitchell one. Huron, I think, is another one yep. uh, where we're set up. But uh, Detective Comics 1000, uh, huge. It's it's leading up it's to gonna it. It's going to be great. We're six issues out. Go back to the rainbow um, aspect of it. I think it's going to be great for people, especially in our state. South Dakota is a very bare state. So west of us not having access to comic books. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's and it so, gets sparse out there for a little while. And so, you know, Rainbow putting in racks and shelves at different stores, I think it's an awesome idea. I think it just meets people into the to the halfway point. We're, we're really just providing the service we provide here just closer to you, closer yeah. to their home. Yeah. Um, because a lot, of our, um, a lot of our customers just come for these. Right. You know, the, we do have 5,000 square feet of awesome in here, which is awesome. But some people only come for the... 20 square feet on the wall, you know, or 20 feet on the wall. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they just come for these. So we're trying to just meet them halfway and give them a, another outlet to get the books faster. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure that they can get them. That's the best thing. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea. I think it's <clears> amazing. <throat> uh, back to our comments here. Bailey Viss said, in an NES comic universe. Later, oh, he said, the Segaverse. Dude, we... Uh, if we did, if there was a Nintendo comic universe, a Sega comic like universe, I mean there already kind of is with uh, with um, Sonic the Hedgehog. But if there was a Nintendo comic universe, yeah, there wouldn't be enough paper. I think to they print. kind of do it with some games, you know, like um, I'm just saying there wouldn't be enough paper to print. Like you would be making so much money with like a Nintendo comic verse, everyone would buy it. I know. That yeah. would be such an easy Mario sell. and Zelda off on an adventure together. Mario and Link. Super, if you did a Super Smash Brothers comic. That's what I'm saying. They've already Ooh. done it with their games. Ooh. And so... it's um, a good point. Let's see. Oh, good. My wife's coming to my rescue. She says, I already heard about that girl. I'm cool with Super Old Crushes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my lady. See, the, I get it now. That's why it's like, get him. It's, I'm just like, what? what is he referring to? Because I don't, I don't have secrets. Uh, John, what if some old rainbow had Detective Comics signed by Doug? Crazy. That would be crazy. Who, cool. Do you have one, Doug? Well, do you have one, John? Or yeah, John. Maybe. I was gonna he say does. if Doug has one himself is what I was getting at. No, <laughs> I just said the wrong name. Um, but that might be a cool Easter egg for tonight's show. Mm. Uh, something that. Wink, wink. Would it be uh, something you gonna put in your collection on display somewhere? Because that'd be cool to see too. Or would it be something that you could get at Rainbow Comics? Really? You guys have one? More than one? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Oh, I, I didn't know if you actually knew the I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay, so you you know. I plead the fifth. Oh, you already know about it. That's My not, right that's as not... an American citizen is to talk or not talk, and I've chosen John, not to. See, I just thought John was giving us some info, but you already know about it. I can tell from your face. You already knew it was coming. Sugar. Ugh. Um, <laughs> John said, maybe there will be opportunities. And that's exactly where we're leaving that. Maybe there will be uh, opportunities. So bring your comics back. What day should we expect Jesperson and, uh, and Mankey to be here? You'll have to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, Bailey says, the two-page spread reminds me of the Batman animated series. It's definitely a la Batman animated. You know yeah. what I mean? It has that feel. Um, Doug has this way of creating characters the way that you you kind of envision them in your mind. Like yeah. when you when you see a Doug Mankey piece for Batman or Joker or Superman or just anything he's done, it, there's an iconic look that he has to his to his art that is both detailed and beautiful comic book wise and aesthetic wise. Right. That really pleases all palettes. You know, there's not a whole I mean and I'm not saying this because, you know, I have interest in it in terms of 
JJ's Comics and John and the connection with Rainbow and Doug has been to our store. I say it because there's there is a perfectionist type of um, approach to his art. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of shortcomings or, or things that are left wanting in Doug's art. No, I love um, it. I have um, two signed pieces by uh, Doug Mankey at home. And the front cover. I'm just finding, a, I'm still trying to figure out a way of displaying them properly because I'm starting a, um, what do you call, comic memorabilia collection, not just comic books, but like stuff that actually means something. Um, let's see here. John Jesperson. Someone told me the beginning of this issue is identical to All-Star Superman number one. Not sure. I don't I'm, read Superman at I'm all. I'm assuming All-Star Superman number one has a nice two-page spread of Superman flying. Mm. So, And is that... Is, I, it's been that too? so long since... I, I don't believe so, no. Oh. Uh, I, I, it's been so long since I have read that. Yeah. Um, Unless he, he might have done that. I don't, I don't know. know. I I, don't think so. I haven't read anything Superman related. In Dude, it has been such a long years. time since I read All Star. Uh, well, I read All Star Batman beginning to end, which I think was something completely different, but it was good. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole. I mean, there's not a whole lot of Batman stories out there that are bad. There's a few. Um, I'm not a big fan of the beginning when Rebirth started. Uh, in Detective, they really didn't know where to go with this. They tried to, yeah. they tried to start a team, and they it was mostly like a team book, and then that, that was just it. Just was, felt so dumb. I mean, th- to me, it just was like oh. When it yeah. first started, it did have its its uh, trials and tribulations with trying to figure out whether this was a family book, a Batman fan, not a family book as in like audio, you know family audience. I but mean a like Batman a family. Batman family book. Should this have Robin and Batwoman and Batgirl and and uh, Damien and now this and new guy um, that they've got? He wears the yellow and yeah, black. the yellow, uh, the signal. You know, there's all these new bat people. Uh, just kind of like Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse has. But uh, Detective now is kind of getting back to corely what we kind of want, which is a, a Batman story, you know what I mean? And, and really building a hardcore Batman story that we were kind of introduced to in this, yeah. but then you know ambushed by this evil Batman from other dimensions. But the idea of Batman getting back to his roots is kind of where Detective is at and where this book takes place. Um, and detectives kind of getting back to that framework of building a, a core Batman story. Yeah. That people are going to remember for Batman, you know? Yeah. And not some other guest. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, new comment here, uh, Tim Richter. I got my signed Mankey art frame by Hobby Lobby. Their frames are on sale right now. And they did a great job. Um, yeah. How much was it? Because uh, I was thinking about going to Hobby Lobby with it. Dude, too. Hobby Lobby, I mean, you can go there with any budget in mind. Uh, Hobby Lobby has frames that are ten bucks. They have frames that are twenty bucks. They yeah. have frames that are eighty bucks. But to have them do it, you know, what I mean, that, that added... I don't know. I didn't know they offered a service to do that. I'm sure now that they moved to this giant location, I'm sure they have a service now. Yeah, there is another place in town that does it, uh, Piper Framing. But when I did theirs, theirs was expensive. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed. Although they were like custom, every, like not custom saying made Doug Mankey everything. signatures aren't worth it, but. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of extra cash for framing stuff, you know. Just just get a frame from Target and frame it yourself. Yeah. Why not? I, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, that comes down to it. Like, All they're um, doing is sealing uh, it I'm, forever, and you have to cut it open. I'm just I mean, gonna, you just uh, need to toss it in a frame yourself. I'm, Take some responsibility for yourself, I'm going to be honest. It's because I... Have pride cause in I your really, collectibles. Because I really don't want to. <laughs> I think that's why. I think that's why. You just don't want to go out in public and deal with people. If so... 
you know you're right i am probably more anti-social than i let on i i really don't like most of my encounters with society just general public right that's okay that's um, why you have me yeah yeah all right my friend thank you my hands are freezing I'm, by the way mine are too <laughs> mine are good too. lord god Woo! um and what was yeah, I Dave, say? did you see earlier? Dave said it was because he's got the furnace on a timer. Yeah, and yeah. So if it's well, after store, six in here, it's freezing. Yeah, the store gets cold. I mean, it's, it takes a lot to heat the space, and it it heats up pretty quick, but it also cools down pretty quick once the store closes at six. Dave brought up another great comment of we're open twenty four hours a day on RainbowComicsCards.com, baby. Yeah, yeah. All day, every day. We also have a great eBay store you can check out for a lot of cool nifty items we don't actually see, like you don't actually see on the show floor. There's a lot of stuff that we don't actually put out because it's on ebay there's no reason to have it on the sales floor when it's already being put up for sale somewhere else digitally right but you can check that out um you can find us just rainbow comics and cards um and there's a lot of cool stuff on ebay that uh you just don't see like pez dispensers and things like that just like collectibles or uh, we just recently got a collection in of model I think pez dispensers would sell in the store because i have got a they collection just take up of a lot of room and how do you display them because they fall over so damn easy right so that's the problem they take up a lot of room and like just it's just awkward so um but anyway there's the we just got a collection that had um molds for miniatures yeah that are made of rubber and like literally like uh, a crucible yeah to, to melt lead and uh, not lead but i like uh Aluminum. No, no, no. The pewter. Pewter. Yeah. Melt pewter and like make pewter figurines. Nice. You're into those anyway. I mean, uh, yeah, more plastic. I don't mess around with oh, like metal stuff. Oh, yours aren't metal? No. I oh. don't want to mess around with metal in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's not. I, I just, thought you bought for your game hardcore metal things. Nope. Uh, they're straight plastic. I don't deal with metal. Um, As just a gaming choice, it's a weight thing. It's a storage thing. It's a fragile thing. Uh, plastic, if it, a light piece of plastic slipped off the table falling onto a carpet or even a, those pewter a floor those like this pewter figures pewter break. would smash like yeah literally if it landed on a wrist or something yeah. like that it would break smash. It yeah would you're right totally break or bend so some of our comments uh tim ended up with a bigger frame 80 bucks i don't feel like that's t too much that's crazy if you affordable to me i think that's great especially for a custom frame and all that and yeah. um yep and getting it done uh, uh, i think that's way cheap my wife, when I was up at Piper Framing, not to knock them, their works quality, they were expensive. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more. It's a that. local store, though. It is, but uh, they did a bang up job. Hey, our buddy John is now uh, in the store with us. He's just waving. He already told me he didn't <laughs> want to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, my wife says that's why he has me too, JP. Oh, when you, I think when you said that's why you have me. Yeah. Uh, when I said that, I don't like society exactly she knows that she check knows it that. out my buddy anderson woodworking enough com enough about comics that scarf though it's fierce it is fierce no it's cold uh, in the store man chad seltzer uh punisher should co-host with you sometime jp hey we can uh, always grab another another co-host so yeah. who's can... punisher is, it, is he talking about the punisher talking about himself oh okay <laughs> chad is a local cosplayer of punisher I didn't know that. Okay, now, <laughs> now it makes everything sense. makes more everything sense. Everything is uh, come full circle. Well, you know, the, I usually don't need a sub because I'm the one recording things. Yes. And so if you you might need him to sub for me. Yeah. When I'm, when right. I'm busy uh, dealing with the general public. But Chad, um, yeah, you should come as Punisher sometime, and we'll do a video show. Sweet. With with a cosplayer, that'd be there fun. There you go. Um, let's see, Anderson Woodworking. I can always come in and talk about wood types and proper ways to stain. <laughs> Hey, 
we also have <laughs> Anderson Woodworking is one of my good Xbox buddies when we play is it? Xbox all the time. He he does uh, that is his his business. He he makes custom like tables, chairs, yeah. furniture. I mean, you do it all, man. <laughs> I'm plugging your business. You owe me a check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my uh, stepbrother just uh, is on now, Brett. Franson, Brent, nice to see you on. So I'm sorry you missed our comic reviews. You have to go back and watch them from the beginning again. Before we end the, the show, we'll, we'll definitely do another recap here. We're kind of winding down. We've had a lot of comments and a lot of people chiming in, which is great. I love uh, seeing that people are active in um, our stuff. Do you, think this is, do you think this is going to be a very boring uh, podcast to listen to? Because I'm recording it right now, too. I don't think so. Because we're the... just kind of riffing right now. Hey, I think people will, uh, the people who have listened before, it's the same quality show we normally do. It's now that we have an audio or a video recording as well. Yeah. And now they're going to be inspired to watch it. Oh, that's true. That's true. They'll go back and find it. <laughs> it's called Double the Views, man. Double. It's, um, it's like uh, what Red, what uh, Rockstar Game Companies does, where they release a game on your current generation of console. Yep. Tell you they'll never remaster it. And then they do. And then remaster it when the new console comes out and sell you the same game twice. I love it. Uh, I love Rockstar Games. They make some cool stuff. <laughs> they do, but that business model is so messed up. It's but so it works. Up. It's people, working. People if it's working, do it. If people it's working, buy it. If it's working, keep doing it. What? And we're not talking like a $12 DVD to a 30 bucks. We're talking about a $60 game. To a $30 Blu-ray. Yeah. We're talking... 61st and 60 again. Yeah. It's not <laughs> if you bought the game. If you 12. bought it for the old machine, it's still 60 bucks. And Whew. for the new machine, you know, and if you're buying it for your new machine, uh, unfortunately, you're probably going to want it, especially if you really like the game. Um, yeah. So. 100%. But it's the same business model. <laughs> it's so funny, though. Yeah. I, I called that when that happened, too, with, with Grand Theft Auto. And they were like, well, no, no plans for next year. They gen. did the same thing with the Arkham games with Batman because those were after the fact. That's that's Rocksteady, a different company. Who are you talking about? Rockstar, uh, the guys who make Grand Theft Auto and Red Red Dead Redemption. This is, okay, so it is a different company. I'm thinking of, but yeah. it's the same thing because it is the same Arkham thing. released their game. They released the Arkham games for the systems that were current at the time, and then recently, I think probably two years ago, they released um, the games now for Xbox One. All on one disc. See, but I have no problem with that because the original Arkham Asylum... Or all Asylum, in one package. It might have been on yeah, different discs. But. The original Arkham Asylum game was on the Xbox 360 Yes. a yep. while ago. Yep. Yeah, a while ago. Yep. Or no, no, no. It was on the... The original Arkham... Yeah, it was on Xbox 360. Yeah, 360. 360 and then, a long time ago. And then the Xbox One got a port later, but it was a huge gap in time between when that game came there's out. There's three games out right now. Um, Arkham Asylum. Arkham City and Arkham Knight. And Arkham Knight, Yes. And so what I'm saying is now all three have been re-released for Xbox One, which two of them already were available for Xbox One. As backwards so, compatibility. So, so if you want to have, if you didn't buy that Arkham Asylum game when it came out for Xbox and you never bought a port for your 360 um, when it came out for, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but so now, I don't know why you're talking about it because it's totally two different things. Like... Rockstar put out Grand Theft Auto and then two years later sold the same game on, on just a, a new console. Yeah. These guys didn't do that. They It was like at least a, uh, an eight to ten year window. For the first game, yeah. But my point is is that for the second third game, which was already out on Xbox One, yeah, sure. they put out another version of both of them and you bought it anyway to buy that older game. But it was a bundle. It was three games. I so get that, it. I mean, that's where, that's where I'm talking about is that Rocksteady did it. 
a little bit differently, but it's the same thing. You're buying, you bought the games already, I hear 120 you. bucks, and now you're going to spend 60 at more least, bucks at least. At least they offered their people a good deal. Three games for 60 bucks rather than the same game you've already played two years ago for 60 bucks. True. Very true. The product yeah. is different. The, the, the packaging is, is different. You're buying a bundle. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a comic set. You know what I mean? Um, what's, what's he saying? Let me take a look. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? Because it's funny. Okay, explain it to me. Anderson says, uh, oh, dang, uh, is this the main podcast guy? Not the image I had in my head. I thought he was, uh, I was thinking he was more Brad Pittish, but this guy's more Channing Tatum. Yum. <laughs> That's him. That's just, he's he's having a good time. I Really? Well, you he's, only more... he's only heard your voice on Smash and Grab. You th- I bet you think I'm, he thinks I'm more Channing Tatum than Brad Pittish? I don't know. I, I or is he or or I think you're more Toxic Avenger than you are Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more. Um... Hold on, hold on. Let's try a scarf. It'll turn you into Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> we should wrap up tonight's show, though. Oh. Now we've gone to just a roast show, and this is going to open up a whole new section of comments that I don't want to happen. <laughs> so recap. Recapping the Tonight Show, thank you again for tuning in and listening. You can catch the podcast, Smash and Grab Comics, on Monday night when Tyler posts it. You get a notification on your favorite podcast app. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for watching the live show. Spread the live show um, uh, to your friends. Let them know about Smash and Grab Comics. Let them smash the like button. Uh, also, if you want to catch the books, any of the books that we talked about on tonight's show, uh, catch Rainbow Comics and Cards in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 3310 South Minnesota Avenue. Anderson, this is for you. All right, we can keep going. You can catch all the books that we talked about on tonight's show at Rainbow Comics, Cards, and Collectibles, 3310 South Minnesota Avenue, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 1501 Pine Lake Road, Suite 17 in Lincoln, Nebraska, or 24 hours a day on rainbowcomicsandcards.com. We talked about Goddess Mode. We talked about uh, Batman Who Last, big pick this week for DC. We talked about Sync, a depressing pick from the horror genre. Don't grab that if you're faint of heart. Magic Order, the best comic you guys aren't reading right now. Outer Darkness, Tyler had no idea that John Lehman was doing a cool new book. I'm, I'm bummed because I love John Lehman. <laughs> Oblivion Song, Robert Kirkman's absolute barn burner of an awesome story, uh, appeasing everyone with his storytelling and fast-paced uh, world-building. Uh, awesome, awesome book. And the big book for you Batman and DC collectors, uh, JJ's Comics is talking about it. Doug Mankey's doing the art. Uh, the Countdown to 1000, issue 994 for Detective Comics. Um, come and grab that amazing stack of books. Yeah, it was a big week, and I didn't even talk about... Um, like, I, I brought it up earlier that I'm going to read them. Uh, of course, from Jeff Lemire's World of Black Hammer. I'll be reading the newest of that, as well as reading the new Quantum Age. So uh, if you're into comics that are uh, world-building that spans multiple comics that's not so huge like DC or Marvel, get into what Jeff Lemire is doing right now. It's really cool. Love it. And, of course, there's a new Hellboy out right now. The Winter Special. The Winter Special. Which started... Didn't finish this yet, but I love Hellboy stuff. Um, He does all kinds of um, crazy stories, and I I don't know. I'm a big fan. Yep. So let's get out of here. We've been uh, doing this a while. Yes, we have. Thank you again, guys, for listening. We will, we will see you January 5th, by the way. January 5th, we'll be back, and we'll be back with the creator from Crowded. Yes. 
back with the creator of Crowded. Crowded is uh, one of my top books for 2018. Yes. I really thought it was an amazing image book. You can check it out. Rumor is that the book is also being cre- uh, turned into a movie, but um, we'll find that's out. That's more of a rumor right now than actual concrete info. Hey, but we'll ask the man himself. We'll see. We'll 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 preface the show by asking the man himself, and he'll be like, "No, I can't talk about that. I'll sue you." And then we can tell if see if we can talk about it or not. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see what uh, Anderson says. Listen to your podcast all the time, man. Big fan. Easy way to pass the time after while I play with wood. That is for, for the stuff keeping up with the work. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for the stuff. Blackout. Yeah, blackout as in we're going to play Call of Duty Blackout tonight. I'll see you online tonight, buddy. Yeah, I, I will be not. I have a baby daughter at home that <laughs> I will be putting to bed. Yeah, a little bit of uh, grandpa's cough syrup. Put it right to sleep. I did not say that, Peggy. So <laughs> I'm going to awkwardly wave goodbye, just like our Wednesday comic show. You can catch us at Rainbow doing the Wednesday comic show. Awkward goodbye because I have to turn the camera off. So wave us out, Tyler. All right. And people on our actual podcast, uh, we are signing off. Later. Later.